Life Audio. Christian Parent Crazy World with Katherine Seegers is brought to you by Life Audio and is part of our Faith Toolkit series. For more inspirational faith-affirming podcasts, visit lifeaudio.com. Welcome to Christian Parent Crazy World, the podcast that tackles tough topics to help you be a godly parent in an ungodly world. I am your host, Katherine Seegers, and in today's episode, we will tackle this very difficult question. How do you respond when you have been judged by other Christians? And when I say you, moms and dads, I also mean your kids, because when someone judges our kids, we feel it as much as they do, don't we? Yeah, you know, sometimes even more. That is such a painful place to be under the scrutiny of a fellow believer. It's not fun. I I know it's happened to you and probably your kids as well. And not to be the bearer of bad news here, but it's probably going to happen again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even though it hurts, it's not always a bad thing. Not always. It can be a valuable learning experience. So today I'm going to give you some helpful steps that you can take when you or your kids have been judged by other Christians. That's the plan for this episode of Christian Parent Crazy World. So let's get started. Is it hard to spark meaningful conversations with your kids? Whether you're a homeschool hero, planning activities for the next family vacation, or simply gathering around the dinner table, we've got something that can help. Introducing the Daily Family Conversation Starter by best-selling author Katie Clemens. This remarkable book offers 365 imaginative ways to connect with your children in just five minutes each day with prompts like, who made you laugh today? Or what would you do if you had a tail? These simple questions open up a world of laughter, curiosity, and deeper connections. From dinner time to sleepy time, the Daily Family Conversation Starter is your key to creating memories that will last a lifetime. Don't wait to transform your family's daily routine into an adventure of discovery and fun. Grab your copy of the Daily Family Conversation Starter today, wherever books are sold. Well, good day to you. It's Joel with the King Country dropping in to let you know that our brand new film, Unsung Hero, is in theaters now. It's Luke here. We've teamed up with the creators of Jesus Revolution to bring you this adventure of a lifetime. It's a powerful, true story about a family uniting, growing in their faith and facing the impossible together. In theaters now, unsunghero.movie for more information. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. is the final episode in our series on judging. And as promised, I'm going to give you some very helpful, very practical and cathartic steps to take when you or your kids have been judged by someone else. But as we have discovered in this series, judging 
isn't always wrong. As we discussed in episodes 39 and 40, Jesus told us to examine the fruit of fellow believers. And Paul told us to do this as well, saying that it is our job to admonish those within the faith, but it isn't our job to judge those outside of the faith. That's God's job. But judging can come with some some problems, which we discussed in the last episode. That was episode 41. If you didn't get a chance to check out those podcasts, you should. They are very informative and they set the stage for today's episode because it is critically important to know what the Bible says about judging or any topic for that matter, before we talk about what to do when it happens. Now we are finally at the place where we can discuss what to do when we've been judged or our kids have been judged. But before we do that, I think it is vitally important that we define what a godly judgment is. Is. Now, we've danced all around this topic throughout this series, but I want to lay out the criteria of a godly judgment very clearly for you. And, and let me just say, by the way, uh, this is how I define a godly judgment. These are the criteria that I see in Scripture. Others may define a godly judgment differently, but I see three necessary criteria in a godly judgment. The first criteria is that the person judges an action, not a motive, not a person's character or their heart. Now, I know I've mentioned this quite a few times in this series, but this one is so important because people do this literally all the time, Christians and non-Christians alike. But where exactly do we see this criteria in Scripture? I haven't covered that ground yet. If you look in the Old Testament, you will see that God condemns coveting. That is the 10th commandment. Thou shalt not covet. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This sin, it made it to the top 10 list, so it's a biggie. And yet you won't find a specified punishment anywhere in the Bible for coveting. Look for it. <laughs> you won't find it. God also condemns greed throughout the Bible, but there isn't a punishment instituted for that sin either. Why is that exactly? After all, we do see specific punishments for lying and adultery and idolatry and, and murder in the Old Testament. Why not envy and greed? Hmm? Well, while these vices are sins and they are condemned by God, you won't find a punishment that man is allowed to give for envy and greed because only God is qualified to judge these sins. Only God can judge the heart. These are sins of the heart. His word can judge our hearts as well. Hebrews chapter 4 verses 12 and 13 tells us that the word of God is living and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joint and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Nothing 
and all creation is hidden from God's sight. Everything is uncovered and laid before the eyes of him to whom we must give an account. Again, that was Hebrews 4, 12 and 13. Yes, God and his word can judge our thoughts and attitudes but as mere humans, we need, <laughs> we need to stick with actions. We need to stick with what we can witness with our eyes, not what we can't. Now, the second criteria of a godly judgment is that it is given in love with the goal of helping someone to become more like Christ. That should be the goal. I, I mentioned the example of Paul judging the sin that was in the Corinthian church. A man in this church was sleeping with his father's wife or his stepmother. There was an incestuous relationship in that church. Paul says, even the pagans don't do that. So Paul comes down really hard on this sin, even still. Paul tells church leaders to, quote, hand this man over to Satan for the destruction of his flesh so that his spirit might be saved on the day of the Lord, end quote. Even though the sin was great, the goal of this godly judgment was repentance and restoration. It was salvation. That should be the goal of every judgment issued by a believer. And finally, the third criteria is that a judgment needs to be accurate. <laughs> if it if it is a godly judgment, it really needs to be true. A, a person can judge you or your kid's action with love and the hopes of helping you to become like Christ, but they just might be wrong. Okay. It happens. It definitely happened to me. So a judgment may fail on any one of these counts. Someone may accurately judge an action, but if they aren't judging in love with the hopes of helping you grow, well, then it isn't a godly judgment. And someone might accurately judge you in love with the hopes of helping you grow, but they might take the judgment too far. They might judge your heart and not what you did. So with the criteria for a godly judgment nailed down, I want to give you three practical steps that you can take when you or your kids are judged. We're going to start with the hardest step. The first thing we should do when someone judges us or our kids is ask yourself, is there any truth in the judgment? Yeah, yeah, this one's hard, like really, really hard. This step is, <laughs> it's for grownups and we're trying to raise our kids to be grownups. So this step is for them as well. We want our kids to mature. So lean in close here. I know this step is tough, but even if the judgment doesn't meet the three criteria that I just gave you for a godly judgment, we still need to ask the Lord if there is any truth in what this person has said. Because even if someone judges your heart or your kid's heart, and even if they aren't judging you in love with the hopes of helping you grow there could still be some truth in what they said. There might be. 
and we'd be wise to consider that possibility. Seriously and honestly considering a word of judgment helps us to stay humble and to grow. And here's the thing. Sometimes a person may be giving us a godly judgment. They've met all the criteria, but we're too proud to admit it. At least I've seen that happen with other people. I mean, it's it's never happened with me. If I were made of wood, my nose would be growing right now. <laughs> okay. Um, I think, I think we all know people who cannot take constructive criticism, much less a righteous judgment. I, I might struggle with that sometimes myself. I can think of a few dozen instances. Look, you know, I need these steps just as much as you do because I have had some <laughs> epic fails that have contributed to uh, the ending of some very dear friendships. We don't want to be resistant to constructive criticism, and we want to grow to the place where we can benefit from a righteous judgment or even a semi-righteous judgment, one, you know, one that misses the mark, but might still have some truth to it. And we want our kids to grow to this place of maturity as well. Is it hard to spark meaningful conversations with your kids? Whether you're a homeschool hero, planning activities for the next family vacation, or simply gathering around the dinner table, we've got something that can help. Introducing the Daily Family Conversation Starter by best-selling author Katie Clemens. This remarkable book offers 365 imaginative ways to connect with your children in just five minutes each day with prompts like, who made you laugh today? Or what would you do if you had a tail? These simple questions open up a world of laughter, curiosity, and deeper connections. From dinner time to sleepy time, the Daily Family Conversation Starter is your key to creating memories that will last a lifetime. Don't wait to transform your family's daily routine into an adventure of discovery and fun. Grab your copy of The Daily Family Conversation Starter today, wherever books are sold. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org impact. So how does this look like, like in real time? When someone judges me, I try. I really, really try eventually after I get over my initial disorientation. I try to ask this question. Okay, God, is there any truth to what this person has said? Anything at all? And then you have to sit there quietly for a while and listen and see what the Lord says. Let him speak to your heart. Teach your kids to do this as well. Here is a great verse to pray when someone has judged you. Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me 
and lead me in the way everlasting. That is Psalms 139 verses 23 through 24. Now, if God brings something to mind while you are praying about what this person has said, if if he shows you some area where you need to grow, you can pray Psalm 51 verses 10 through 12. King David's words are so beautiful here. He says, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence. And do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and sustain me with a willing spirit. I love the way the Good News Translation puts that last phrase. It says, and make me willing to obey you. Here's the bottom line. You know, sometimes we are judged rightly by others and sometimes we aren't. But regardless of how someone judged, if we want to be a grown up, we need to ask ourselves if there is any truth in what the person said, because God can use their observation, even if it's not a perfect one to help us grow. And at the very least, we can respond by reacting rightly, even if the person judged us wrongly. All right. Step number two, determine if this is a godly judgment. So after we've allowed God to examine our heart, we're in a much better place to assess the merits of the judgment itself, because the righteous and perfect judge has already spoken on this matter with us. Mm hmm. And he's always right. So hopefully at this point, we can see more clearly whether the judgment from this person meets the criteria of a godly judgment. We can see where it succeeded and where it failed. Going back uh, to the example I gave you in that first episode in the series, when I was in eighth grade, I had a Christian principal who called my best friend into his office and told her not to hang out with me anymore because I was a liar. That is what he said. Uh, If you recall, he had found a, a note that he thought was written by me. It wasn't. But from that incriminating letter, he concluded that I was a liar. And he took it upon himself to judge me and then to slander me to my best friend. This Christian principle failed on all counts here. He didn't judge a specific action of mine. He judged my whole character. He judged me as a person thinking that he could peer into my heart and judge my motives. Furthermore, he he certainly wasn't acting in love because he didn't even address the issue with me personally. He wasn't concerned about me as a person. He was he wasn't trying to help me become like Christ. He addressed this issue about me with my best friend, which is gossip. And finally, his judgment was not accurate. I wasn't a liar. I'm still not a liar. So it was a big fat fail on every level. But other times I've had people issue judgments about me and they've gotten parts of it right and parts of it wrong. And sometimes they have issued a godly judgment all around and and vice versa. I'm sure that I have failed with my judgments of other people as well. And and hopefully I've succeeded too more and more as I've matured. <laughs> 
Now, you might be wondering why we even need to assess whether a judgment is godly or not, this the second step of the process. Well, Proverbs chapter 27, verse 6 tells us that faithful are the wounds of a friend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A godly judgment may leave a mark, may leave a wound, but it is a faithful wound that will heal if we receive it properly. It will do us a lot of good. It will help us to grow and it will show us someone who is a true friend. It is hard to find a true friend who will lovingly correct us. On the other hand, ungodly judgments are they're a lot harder to get over. They can leave a pretty big scar. So here's the point. Knowing that the judgment is on target helps us to know who is a true and trusted friend. On the flip side, knowing that the judgment was off base can help us in the healing process if we keep going through these steps. It helps us to know what to do next, which brings us to step three in the process. Step number three, we should respond to the judgment. Now, how we respond depends on what kind of judgment it is. If it is a godly judgment, if if the person judged an action and love and it was accurate, it's it's pretty simple. It's not easy, but it's simple. We need to humble ourselves, thank our friend and ask God to help us change. And then we need to listen to what the Lord says and follow his direction. Again, that is not easy, but a humble response to a godly judgment will help us to grow to a place of maturity in Christ. If you want to see a biblical rebuke from one believer to another that is a godly judgment, check out Galatians chapter 2 verses 11 through 21. This is such a fascinating section of scripture. Paul publicly rebukes Peter. You know, Peter, the rock that Christ said he would build his church on. Yeah, that Peter. You see, Peter had been capitulating to the Jewish Christians by withdrawing from the Gentile Christians. And, you know, Peter began saying that the Gentile Christians needed to follow all of the Jewish customs. Peter was dead wrong. And Paul didn't talk behind his back. Uh-uh. He confronted him to his face in a biblical way with the hopes of helping Peter to grow. And Peter did grow. Mm-hmm. In 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 15, Peter refers to Paul as his beloved and wise brother. This is a great example of what can happen with a godly Judgment. You know, I, I shudder to think of how much the gospel would have been tarnished if Peter had continued down that path of, of rejecting the Gentile Christians. Think about that. Yeah. Now, let's keep going here. If it was an ungodly judgment in some way, but there was some truth mixed in there, we need to humbly respond to the truth that God has revealed. We need to follow the Lord's direction. And if it was an ungodly judgment all around, just remember this. Jesus himself 
was judged in very ungodly ways. So you or your kiddo stands in very good company when someone judges you unrighteously. Then what you need to do is just release that person to the Lord. And this is so important. You need to forgive them. Again, I know, I know that it's easier said than done, especially if someone has <laughs> judged your child. That is so hard. But ask God to help you forgive that person. Remember what Jesus said on the cross. Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. That's Luke chapter 23, verse 34. Well, That about wraps up this series on judging mamas and papas. I pray that this instruction will equip you to handle the tough situations we have in our relationships when it comes to judging. I hope it helps you and your children to grow. Now, I like to think of the next episode as a bit of a bonus. I won't be talking about judging, but I will be talking about the wounds we can acquire when in the church. And sometimes they come from the judgments of others, especially the ungodly judgments of others. So we're going to talk about church wounds and we're going to find some valuable instruction and healing. You don't want to miss it. I want to thank you for joining me today. Look, I know there are a lot of things you could be listening to right now, and I really appreciate that you took this time to spend with me. I hope you will join me for my next podcast when we take aim at some aspect of our culture that threatens to derail our parenting and steal our kids' faith. If you enjoyed this episode of Christian Parent Crazy World, would you consider telling a friend and sharing it on social media and giving it a good review over on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and following me on Facebook and Instagram? Oh, oh, and maybe you could say that Christian Parent Crazy World is the best podcast you've ever heard in your entire life. Uh, Just a thought. Uh, and be sure to check out my website, which is katherinesegers.com. That's Catherine with a C. I have lots of articles and resources there that will help you on your parenting journey. And if you subscribe, I will be sure to send you some really cool free stuff and notify you of future podcasts, articles, and blogs. I want to end this and every episode with a word of encouragement. God gave you Your kids, your specific kids for a reason. That's because you hold the key to unlocking who God created them to be. We'll see you next time. Christian Parent Crazy World is a production of Life Audio and Salem Media. If you liked what you heard today, please take a second to rate and review this podcast in your favorite podcast app so that more listeners like you can find the show. For more faith-filled, inspirational podcasts, visit us at lifeaudio.com. I'm Dr. Lauren DeVille, a practicing naturopathic physician in Tucson, Arizona. In my podcast, Christian Natural Health, my guests and I discuss topics ranging from nutrition, sleep, hormone balancing, and exercise to specific health concerns like hair loss, anxiety, and hypothyroidism. 
I'll also interweave biblical principles as they apply throughout the podcast because true health is body, mind, and spirit. Listen to Christian Natural Health for free at lifeaudio.com or on your favorite podcast platform. Thank you.